Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. All right. Happy Friday morning. And I am really excited today for the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we are talking to a powerhouse woman in the insurance industry, Nancy Nicklow. Nick, Nancy, how are you today? I'm great. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So Nancy, tell me a little bit about yourself. We've connected on Facebook and I've, I've seen you around, but I don't know your, your awesomeness of the depth of your story. So tell me a little bit about you, how you came into insurance and how you, you know, how you kind of became this superstar. So tell me all about it. Well, I don't know about a superstar, but <laughs> um, uh, I've been in insurance. I was 14. I, wow. Uh, I, I turned 14 in May, summer break started in June. My dad said, you're not sitting at home all summer, come to work for me. So um, that's how it started, um, was just a summer break kind of thing. I started out filings back then, we still had file cabinets. Oh yeah. And uh, a whole lot of paper going around. So <laughs> I uh, started out filing, then started doing claims, then moved into becoming licensed and things like that. So wow. after college, I came here full time nice. um, and then started out in personal lines. So I've done the home and auto and boat insurance and all that kind of stuff. And from there moved into commercial, which I was scared to death to make that move. Yep. Um, and then became a commercial lines account manager was kind of my dad's right hand person and then my dad got sick with um uh, pancreatic cancer which goes pretty quick so uh, yeah. from diagnosis to death we had about four months of which two and a half of them he spent completely in the hospital so um all of a sudden i went from being part of the team to being their boss and um that's a change 35 at the time so i was oh, wow. relatively young I had two small kids and um, was trying to figure it out basically at that point. So, wow. So your life just changed dramatically very, very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. And uh, the biggest thing I missed was having that person mm -hmm. um, to be able to throw ideas off of and, you know, hey, I've got this. What do you think I need to do? Who do you think is going to be the best? You know, those kind of conversations that you have in your agency. Yep. And all of a sudden, my go-to person was gone, um, and Ray was our rainmaker. Um, he was didn't want to do any of the paperwork anymore. Um, <laughs> didn't want to, you know, a quote would come back on a napkin, really, legitimately. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> but you know, he was the one who wanted to be out on the road all day, knocking on doors, meeting mm -hmm. people. Um, being involved in the community and those kind of things. And I was always the one that was tied to the desk all day that was answering people's questions, issuing certificates, you know, writing policies, but I wasn't the one who was out prospecting. Mm. So, all so that changed sudden, your agency dramatically just overnight. Yeah, because we have no, we had no producers. We have account managers. We have had no producers. So there was no one else on the team that was filling that role. Um, right. 
and I knew that that wasn't necessarily my strongest area. Um, so, you know, I had to fill some, some big shoes pretty quickly cause there was no time to, you know, it wasn't like we were a brand new agency that was developing. We were an established agency that had clients and, um, Unfortunately, when something like that happens, your competition is not always the nicest to you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was tons of rumors on the street that, you know, oh, his daughter's in there. She's young. She doesn't know what she's doing. You know, she's going to sell. There's no way she can keep that business. Really? And so um, I had to not only at, at 35, which I still consider to be young, Mm -hmm. um, had to sell new clients. I had to resell all of the existing clients yep. and I had to resell our carrier partners. Wow. It wasn't a month after my dad passed away that all the carriers started asking for appointments to come in and they basically were re-interviewing me. How are you going to keep the business going now that you don't have a top salesperson anymore? What is your plan? You know, how, what is your goal? How are you going to do this? We don't want to have appointments to agencies that are stagnant, not growing. And, you know, the, the good wow. thing is from 2007 to 2020, we've more than doubled the size of our agency of what my dad left us. Wow. Well, kudos to you. You showed them all, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's very scary situation at the time. Um, you know, and, and I never felt like anybody looked less at me because I was a woman as much as I felt people look less at me because of how young I was. Mm. So I never felt like, even though this is a male dominated industry, I never felt like people were holding me down because I was a woman, but I definitely felt that people were holding, trying to hold me down because I was young. Got and, it. Yeah you know, when you're young and you're trying to tell these experienced business owners how to run their company better because they've got to make claims or, you know, how to, how to manage better or uh, what types of insurance that they need or things like that. You know, um, sometimes they're more skeptical just because they don't think that you have the experience more, right. so, more so than I felt because I was a woman. Right. Right. But little did they know you'd been there for, yeah. longer in your life than you had not been there at that point, you know, I mean, at that point you'd been there for what, 20 years, you know, and, right. and, um, that's great. So how did you kind of deal with that? I mean, how did you figure out how to be able to either put the right people in the right place to be able to get your growth where you needed it to be through that process? Um, of the sales and the service and negotiating with carriers. How did you overcome that? Because that's, because you just had things coming at you from every single angle all at the same time. So, I mean, you know, I mean, did you hire? Did you have to move people around? Did you have to, I mean, did, I, did you just kind of go on panic mode? I would just be on meltdown mode with a bottle of wine or something. I don't know. It would be. I would just be so overwhelmed. What, what methodology did you take to be able to overcome that? Um, luckily at the time that it happened, we had a really, really strong team, um, with a lot of, uh, senior people. So it wasn't like we were starting out with a brand new crew. So that was exciting. Uh, and that really helped me, helped me a lot. 
Um, one of the, the first things that I did within a year or so was bring in my husband, um, who had been in the insurance industry, had okay. actually even worked for our agency for a brief period of time in the past. Um, and the reason I brought him in is I needed somebody, he was, he was a finance major and things like that and was an operations manager for an insurance company. Um, but I needed somebody I could trust with the money because yeah. um, when Ray was still alive, part of my duties besides being a commercial lines account manager was like reconciling the bank account and, you know, signing <laughs> checks and things like that. And I'm like, I can't do what I need to do over here and still have to worry about that. And I don't feel like I can just entrust it to anybody to right. watch the money. Um, so originally he came in with that as his purpose was uh, twofold. One, because I was the only person in the office besides uh, the only person basically in the office who knew how to do every role. So I knew how to do every role from receptionist on up to commercial lines account manager. So when somebody was out, it would fall to me then to step in to do their job while they were right. out, whether vacations or whatever. And so I was like, I really need another person so that it all doesn't fall to me. So every time I start getting on a roll, now all of a sudden I've got to be a personal lines account manager for the day because they took yeah. off sick or whatever. Um, and so that was originally where, where that started. And then we began looking at digital, even though our agency is well established and is, uh, you know, been in the same location now since 1968, what we were finding was people were looking online. Even the guy down the street was looking yep. online for insurance. So um, my husband, Jerry, his role has evolved now so that he's doing <clears throat> less of accounting during the day, hardly anything, just basically double checking and, and, and things like that. But um, now most of his day is spent in marketing. And that has really what has propelled us to be able to grow so fast and things like that, especially since we still have no producers. Um, all of our staff is account managers. And the reason that we were able to grow at such a high rate was because of our digital presence that now people are calling us that's so awesome. that we don't have to go out and knock on doors to get the phone to ring. Our phone rings off the hook because people are finding us and we've developed our website and we have all of our niches out there. And so when we don't just have a contractor's insurance page or a business insurance page, we've got an electrician page and a plumber page. Wow. And an HVAC contractor page. And so when people are looking for us, they're, they're able to find us. And not only did that help with the rainmaking piece that we were missing, but it also helped us expand our footprint. So now rather than 90% of our business being within 15 miles of the agency, 90% of our business is within 100 miles of the agency and our footprint has been able to expand. Wow. Wow. So your husband's a, a numbers guy and a money guy, but yet he's awesome at marketing too. I mean, that's phenomenal. What a gift. I mean, right. 
and the universe, you know, to be able to find somebody who can do one of those things is usually, you know, <laughs> pretty rare, but having somebody who can do both is awesome. So what type of education did he get to be able to make that kind of transition? Because I know that as an agency owner, sometimes we do bring in people and we want, we, we recognize their genius and their awesomeness, but we want to be able to transition them maybe into another area of the agency where they would probably be very successful. So how did he kind of educationally make that transition? And what did you guys do to be able to um, empower that transition? Um, well, the biggest thing that we did is at the time, and you have to remember this is 2000 and, 2000 and, uh, 2011 time period. Right. Okay. Um, so 2011, we joined forces with Agency Revolution, which at the time had a digital platform uncomparable to anything else that was out there for, right. for that time period. <clears throat> um, and they were really good at teaching SEO and teaching blogging and, and things oh, before good. everybody else was doing it and doing right. video. I mean, we were sending out video proposals and video emails in 2011. Oh my god. Nowadays in 2020, everybody's like, oh, do you know we should do these video proposals? <laughs> you know, and, and Jerry and I are just sitting there going, we've been doing this for nine years, you know, nine yeah. years we've been doing it in our agency. So um, it helped, they helped teach Jerry. Um, and then he went to a whole bunch of conferences, non-insurance conferences to see what other marketers are doing, how are they promoting themselves? Because a good website is a good website, whether it's insurance or it's chocolate, yeah. you know, it's a good website. Right. So what makes it a good website and things like that. And then, um, he, you know, he read some books, he went to some marketing conferences and things like that, but non-insurance related because 2001, didn't even insurance exist back then at the insurance industry. Tech. Right. Okay. Right. And so he ended up being our tech guy. Um, I ended up being the insurance. Um, <laughs> you know, I probably read more policies than 95% of the agencies out there. Um, so I'm the tech person as far as insurance technology, as far as reading policies, understanding coverages, those kind of things. And he's the tech guy as far as marketing and digital and SEO and, and all these terms now that everybody else is getting on the bandwagon about <laughs> things that we've been doing for nine years now. Wow. Wow. And how is your, how is your team transitioned with all that as well? Was that, was that a challenge with your team to get them on board with the technology and, and changing how you guys operated and, or where your business kind of came from? How did, how did they kind of acclimate and what was that journey about? The hardest thing with CSRs and account managers is to get them to go on video. Oh yeah. Because they're always like, well, I don't look good today. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If a client came in, and wanted to meet with you, would you say, I don't look good, we can't meet today? That's like, a good no. point. And I'm so, what's the difference about being on video? Yeah. But being on video is what helps, helps you re relate and bond. I mean, like you and I talked briefly earlier about like social media and that you feel like you know people because you saw them on social yeah. media. But it's that interaction. It's that seeing their pictures. It's, 
it's very hard to come up with the same affection when people can't see you and talk to you and interact with you and be a part of who you are. So, I mean, our faces now are on everything. They're on our business cards. They're on our, you know, DocuSign when it goes out, goes out with our face on it. Our, you know, videos proposals are constantly going out with our face on it. Everything is about connecting because when people see your face, they start to feel like they know you. Whereas when you are just this person that hides behind a telephone, there's no, you know, I tell them all the time, I'm like, think about the underwriters that you have and how different it feels after you've met your underwriter face to face versus when you've met them only through email and phone calls. And most of the time it's just email right? It's very hard to get to know somebody and know their personality and feel like there's a connection when all it is is email or text messages that you get. So So true. So we have to use video to our benefit unless we're going to go out and knock on doors and sit down face to face with every customer, which we know we can't grow if that's the way that we're going to only do business. Right. And we know that not, you know, not every customer wants you at their kitchen table for an hour in the evening. You know, those days are gone, but they still want to feel like there's a connection. I still know you. I still, you know, feel like we bonded. They still want that. And video right now is the easiest way to give them that connection. You know, email is great. It's speedy. It's fun. It's, you know, fast, but you don't get that same connection through emails and text messages that you do when you get to see somebody. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With MBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Well, and that really increases your retention too, because they feel like they have that personal connection with you. They're going to come to you and ask you questions about their policy or premiums or whatever, rather than just, you know, AORing off to another agency or, you know, getting online for personal insurance and going to the, you know, the lizard or flow or whatever, because the fact that they want you, you have their back, right? You guys in your agency have built that relationship and that's what keeps that retention really, really high. And, um, and I know that that is built through a lot of video, through a lot of other opportunities. So I think that's awesome. I don't, I don't find a whole lot of agencies, like you said, that are using that even now, even though those are buzzwords, I think in the industry, it still is not what I would call common practice. People are still like, Oh, that's so revolutionary, you know, but it, at the same point, you know, I think that's, I think that's super, and super people cool. want to make it into this big production. Like it's a, you know, a movie somebody's going to watch and and pay 12 bucks to go see (laughs) and it's not you know and and shorter videos are are better but i mean we'll use videos if somebody sends me an email about like you know what is this water backup coverage it's a lot easier for me to shoot them a 45 second video on what water backup is and give them some examples than to write out a page and a half email trying to explain what the coverage is and why they need it do you find that people, I mean, people really receive the, the videos well? Because I know some people say that people don't open the videos or they don't, they don't open videos that they find, um, 
<clears throat> as easily. So, but you guys have really trained your team and your, um, your clients to really open your videos as well. How do you train a new client? Say you have a new client that comes into your agency. How do you guys kind of educate them about the fact that you guys use so use videos so extensively in your agency? Do you guys kind of prep them or just, um, they just kind of get used to it because that's how you guys kind of start the conversation off or how, how do you kind of get the engagement with your videos specifically? Because I know some people feel like they have about a, um, 30 to 40% open ratio, um, with those videos. So how would they get that, that ratio up a little bit if that's something that they're working on? Well, I'd say that it matters what system that you're using because if you're sending them a link, Yes, they're gonna have. You're gonna have a low percentage that are gonna be mm. to click on that link. So when ours goes out, it goes out with a snap of us, basically that they just click on. But they can see that it's a video. They can see it's a person versus just this, you know, long part of text that you know, right. click here. I think that 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 the distribution of it matters and the fact that you do it right as part of the quote process gets them used to the fact that they're going to get it. Absolutely. Um, so we use it a lot in our undecided. So after we've presented the quote, if the insured is still undecided, we'll use video to, to do that. Um, <clears throat> we get a lot of really good responses. We use it to discuss coverages. Um, we use it like, like when people need examples of what does this coverage do for me, you know, right. It, it, it's long and complicated to try to write that out in the email yep. and it wastes a whole lot of time, you know, whereas if I can just get them on the phone or I can send them a short email or a short video of 35 seconds of here's what it's going to do for you. And this is why you need it. Right. Right. Um, it makes a difference. So absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you say as far as you go, what would you say is kind of, because you've already blown my mind about quite a few things, what would you feel like is, is kind of your overall superpower as far as your, your insurance number one superpower that you would say is, is that your biggest key to success? My biggest, my personal biggest key to success is the fact that I've read the policies, I've read the underwriting guides, and I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So people trust when they talk to me that I know what information I'm giving them. And that, you know, if I really say to somebody, you know what, I want to double check something, they know that it's legitimate and it's not just, you know, I'm going to email my underwriter and ask him a question and, or I'm going to go on, you know, a Facebook group and say, you know, Hey, is this covered? You know, and I, every time I see one of those, I'm like, do these people read the policies? Right. Um, you know, but I think because of having my CPCU and the fact that I've read so many policies and the fact that I'm not ashamed to pull out a policy at, you know, any given moment and be like, that, that's, let's read this. Let's make sure that we're right. Um, I feel like gives clients a lot of confidence yeah. um, and that they, they know that, that they're going to get good advice when they call us. And I think that's basically what my reputation is now is the fact that like, if you want to know anything about insurance, call Nancy, you know, right. um, you know, if you want to know anything about marketing, you call Jerry. If you want to know anything about insurance, you call Nancy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> absolutely. 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 Well, what has been your biggest, um, 
I guess, I guess, you know, cause we talked about the biggest lesson. Um, how do you, what has been the biggest key to you for you for uniting your team as far as all these changes and technology and everything. And I know the video is so key and so huge. And I think you guys have probably seen such successes on so many levels already. You guys can probably pull on that, but what would you say is really, um, kind of the key to all that, you know, I mean, to really for your team, propelling them forward in, you know, all the changes, because you guys have implemented a ton of changes. And I know that as technology goes, it's constantly changing. So, I mean, you know, getting your, your team, I mean, do you guys do like education days? Um, you know, they're, they're, what, what do you guys do to be able to try to help your team with that transition as you guys move forward with that? Well, um, you know, from the time that Ray left until now, you know, I could probably list about 75 things that we do differently than we did then. Okay? Yeah. Um, or more. Because um, <laughs> I tried to think about them um, at the 10-year mark, and I, I made a list, and it, it just kept going on for pages. Um, you know, the biggest aha moment for me was right after Ray passed away, you know, constantly friends family customers you know everything that i did it was either people calling me saying oh your dad would be so proud of you and look at what you just did or it would be people calling me and saying your father would have never done this why did you do that <laughs> you know i changed the sign out front right kept the same frame and everything and just changed the sign at one point and i got like 75 calls either people oh my goodness that it was great that I changed the sign or people basically, you know, slapping my wrist for changing the sign. Okay. And for a period of about six to nine months after my dad died, everything that I did, I would get that reaction and trying to fight with that internally. Okay. With, am yeah. I doing the right thing for, Am I doing the right thing for the future of this business to be able to succeed? Am I doing the right thing to honor the legacy of my father was very overwhelming. Yeah. And I would spend, you know, everything I did, I either got complimented or I got blasted, you know, or I got both for the same. Uh, how exhausting. And, and, and finally one day I said, you know what? I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not going to be perfect, Yep. but you know what? I have to do what I think is right and forget about what everybody else thinks. And you know, there's people that I'm going to offend and there's people that are going to be upset that it's not done the same way that it was. And what I have to look at is what are the core values that Ray instilled in me and make sure that I'm being true to those, which yep. is true to myself and everybody else just forget it because if I spent, I'm spending so much time trying to figure out, are people going to like it or not like it? Or, and I was like, you know what? It's change. And yeah. change always scares everybody. It scares my team. It scares the customers. It scares the carriers. You know, everybody gets scared. So I've just got to say, you know what? We're going full speed and this is what we're doing. And when, when we fail, we fail and we'll, we'll fix that. But I got to stop trying to figure out what's going to make everybody happy and figure out, you know what, I'm doing this so that this business is around. And luckily this year we're celebrating 60 years, 
you know, but I'm doing this so that our business can still be here to serve our customers and change is going to have to happen. Yeah. And once, once I came to that decision and to be able to have enough confidence in myself, that you know what, I'm going to stumble and I'm going to fall and it's going to be okay. <laughs> and you know, no decision is like set in stone, but we need to make sure that we're progressing so that we are still here so that my employees still have a job that my customers still have an agency that they trust and love mm -hmm. that my carriers are still in a mutually beneficial relationship things have got to change and yeah. once i decided you know what i don't care what the rest of the world thinks says does this is what we're doing and let's go and and once I was confident that we're going in the right direction, then my team luckily was supportive enough to say, we don't like it. Like they didn't like being on video, but after they got so many compliments about this is cool and this is different <laughs> and nobody else is doing this. And mm -hmm. my commercial account manager wrote, you know, in, in 2012 wrote a $45,000 account because the guy walked in and said, you're the only one who is, it was a young guy and he came in and said, you're the only one that is doing this technology and I want to be with a forward thinking agency. And so your price is about the same as everybody else, but you're the only one who thinks differently and that's what I want. And she was like, video works. You know? <laughs> so once they started having some success, yeah. You know, it was like, okay, you're right. And I'm like, you know, I don't care that your hair's in a ponytail today. Get on the freaking video and let's go, you yep. know? Yep. And, and so once everybody got over that, we, we, you know, and started seeing success, it was easier and easier to get people, you know, on board. But I have to tell people now when we hire them, you're going to be on our face social media page. You're going to be videoed. You're going to be sending out videos. And if you're not okay with that, then you're not the right person to join our team. Mm, yeah. Because this is where we are and this is what we do. I mean, our yeah. social media, our Facebook page has over 11,000 people watching our Facebook page. Wow. You know, so we're going to promote you on social media. We're going to be promoting our staff. We don't sell insurance on our social media. Have I written insurance because we're on social media every week? Absolutely. Right? You know, but do we publish on social media? You know, call us for your auto insurance calls or your home insurance. No, if you look at our social media, it's fun. So, you know, but you're going to be out there. And if you're, you know, if you are one of those people who's afraid to be on social media because you're afraid somebody's going to stalk you or you're afraid to send videos to customers because you don't want them to know what you look like, yeah. then you're not in the right place. And I'll tell you that in, in job interview number one, because if you can't get over that and you're going to be fighting us tooth and nail on those things, then you're not out of there. You're out. Yeah, you're not you're not embracing our culture, and so there's certain things that are like non-negotiables, and that's one <laughs> of them. <laughs> wow, wow, that is powerful. So much, so much right there with hiring and managing, and that's that's awesome. And the culture of just always being able to move forward, I think, is so important because we do we have to be able to cast that culture when we hire people because we don't need to get them in and then have them go oh well I didn't know yeah you did or it was our fault that we didn't tell them you know because they're accepting a position 
to do what we need them to do. So therefore, if, you know, we have to make sure that they're capable of doing it. I mean, that sounds super basic and elementary, but at the same point, how many people as business owners don't truly project what it is that they need or want from their team to be able to get it from them? Well, and I always tell everybody when we hire them, I'm like, I don't care if you've worked in insurance before or you're brand new to the industry, the first six months are going to be hell because mm. we have a lot of technology that we use. We have DocuSign, we have Bonjoro, we have, you know, the carriers, we have 13 different carriers we write with. That's 13 mm -hmm. different carriers that I expect you to have read your underwriting guides with. And people, I've had people interview that have been in the industry 20 years and have told me nobody ever requires that we read our underwriting guides. Wow. And nobody's, I've never read an insurance policy. And, I, you know, and, and so I'm like, if you don't know what's in the policy that you're selling, then how are you selling on anything but price? Right. Because if you don't understand what's different between this homeowner's and this homeowner's policy, then how are you selling on anything else other than price? It's true. And, and, and really our agency good. doesn't sell on price. I mean, price is always going to be part of the equation but you want to push it down in the list as far as possible yeah so you want to make sure that your insureds understand the value that they're getting you want to make sure that the insureds feel that they're dealing with a knowledgeable person who's going to be there to help them you want to make sure that your agency stays reputable you want to make sure that you're part of the community because people want to embrace people that are local and part of their community and and people that they see that they're working with on a day-to-day -day basis and you know, that's what, that's what we want to be first. And then, yeah, price is going to come into it. I'm not saying that, that you know, you can sell a policy that's $20,000 higher than your competition <laughs> just because you're, you send videos. Okay. But right. I have sold policies where I'm three and $4,000 higher than the competition because wow. of everything. Well, that's else. relationship. That's right. relationship. Whatever it takes to be able to build that relationship, that's what makes them feel safe enough and willing because you know what you're talking about and they have a relationship with your company and they know that you're they're safe and they're willing to pay for that security. Right. So, you know, th that to me is the most important thing, but we, trying to get people um, who have that same mindset and that same you know, ability is, is always going to be a challenge. We mm -hmm. have more success bringing new people into the industry than we have necessarily bringing somebody who's got experience because, you know, they come in here and they're like, I have to document every call and I have to, you know, yes, every call, not just the ones that you enjoyed every yep. call, you know, <laughs> just the ones you enjoy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, you have been amazing, Nancy. You have actually covered all of the questions that I was going to ask you, and you've been more than more more knowledge about anything. But if people want to reach on out to you and connect with you, how would you recommend that they reach on out and connect and ask you any questions that they might have and be able to uh, just be able to pick your brain maybe about something that they need a little bit more information about? Well, you can always email me at nancy at huffinsurance.com. Um, I do have a social media page under Nancy Huff Niccolo. Um, there's also Huff Insurance website, and there's also the Huff Insurance social media. So any of those areas, I'd be happy to help. Um, you know, I'd be happy to, to schedule a call with somebody if they wanted to talk. You know, it's just easier if we schedule it through email or messenger or text or whatever. Right, right.
Well, thank you so much for taking your time today with us. I, well, I know that oh, I'm just, I'm so excited about being able to, to bring these messages directly to other people in insurance, whether or not they're with a carrier, if they're with an agency or they're an agency owner, or they want to be an agency owner in the future to be able to really empower women in insurance. And I appreciate everything you've brought in the, in the, the energy and the positivity and also just the, the forward thinkingness of where you, have, where you are in your agency and involving your team. So I think that that is amazing. This is the Power Women in Insurance podcast. If this is something that resonates with you, make sure that you do uh, click the link below and subscribe to the podcast. And we would love to have you join us for other episodes. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. All right. Everybody have a great day.